So, hey, if you got your Bibles, open them with me to the book of Exodus. I'm going to write to Exodus chapter 13. Say amen when you get there. Exodus chapter 13. Exodus chapter 13. This is uh, the, the, the children of Israel had been led out of, of, of Egyptian bondage. They, they were slaves. Pharaoh had already let them go. And they're going into the land of Canaan, the promised land. Amen. Exodus chapter 13, starting at verse 11. And it shall be when the Lord brings you into the land of the Canaanites, as he swore to you, as he swore to you and your fathers and gives it to you. See that? He's giving it to you. It's the Lord's. That you shall set apart to the Lord all that open the womb. That is every firstborn that comes from an animal which you have. The males shall be the Lord's. Verse 13, but every firstborn of a donkey you shall redeem with a lamb. And if you will not redeem it, then you shall break its neck. And all the firstborn of men among your sons you shall redeem. So it shall be when your son asks you in time to come. Look at this. He says, what is this that you will say to him by the strength of the hand of the Lord brought us out of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. And it came to pass when Pharaoh was stubborn about letting us go, that the Lord killed all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both the firstborn of man and the firstborn of beast. Therefore, I sacrificed to the Lord all males that opened the womb, but all the firstborn of my sons I redeem. Now, that may not make a lot of sense to you right now, but it will in just a minute. And everybody said, thank you. That's not going to make a lot of sense to you right now, but it will in just a few minutes. So why do we take the early days of every year? Why do we take the early days, 21 days of fasting and prayer, setting aside, rearranging our lives, rearranging our schedules, pulling away, stepping away from the busyness and the clutter and all of the routine, and we're seeking the Lord for the new year? Why? Why? Because I have never been more convinced that this is pleasing to the Lord. I have never been more convinced that this is pleasing to the Lord, especially after studying what I'm going to share with you today. Okay? This scripture right here, this is a powerful thing. To take time early in the year, guys, this is so powerful to give ourselves in fasting and prayer as a first fruits offering to the Lord. Amen. As a first fruits offering to the Lord. Fasting as a first fruits offering. That's what we're doing. We're fasting as a first fruits offering. We're saying early in the year, God, we give ourselves again to you. We want you to be first in our lives. We want you to be first in, in, in everything that we do. Amen. That's what we're doing this for these next 21 days. We're rearranging our lives, our priorities like never before to say, God, we want you first this year in our lives. We want you first in our church. Are y'all with me, church? Come on, are y'all with me? Are y'all with me? Amen. God, we want to put you first. You see, if God is first in your life, everything else falls into order. If God is not first into your, in your life, then everything is out of order. It's just the way it is. That's just how it is. If you put him first, then, 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 then everything's in order. If you don't put him first, everything is out of order. We talked about that last week. Do y'all remember that? Okay. 
you got to put God first. So what he's saying in this scripture, this is what he says. First of all, that the firstborn must be sacrificed or redeemed. This was a law that God said, the firstborn of your sons must be sacrificed or redeemed. Listen to this. This was what God said when a male child is born. Can we pull those scriptures up? I know there's a, um, we might have to go back to them, but, but I want to, when the Lord brings you into the land of Canaan, keep going. Right here, that the male shall be redeemed. You see that? The male shall be the Lord's. So the firstborn, here's what he said, the firstborn child has to be redeemed with a clean animal, with a lamb. Are y'all following me? When that firstborn, when a mother has her first child and it's a male, and it's a male, listen, you are to bring a lamb and that lamb is to be sacrificed because it's the firstborn. Y'all follow me? That's what he's saying. The males belong to the Lord. It's the firstborn. And then he said this. He said, if you have a clean animal, there were clean animals and there were unclean animals. Amen? So he says, if you have a clean animal, he said, he says, such as a lamb, and then that lamb has its first baby lamb, it says, you shall set apart to the Lord all that open the womb. Okay, so if you have a, 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 a clean animal such as a lamb, and the very first lamb that is born, the very first one that is born, he says, you are to sacrifice that, it is the Lord's. Amen. He said, if you have a, a, a lamb that has a baby, a ewe lamb, is what they call a baby lamb. He said, you are to bring that to the Lord and sacrifice it. You are not to keep it. He says, you are not to keep it. You are to bring it. It's the first. You bring it to God. It's his. It's the first fruit. Are y'all following me? It's the first fruit. Now listen, he said this, if you have an unclean animal. And then he gives us the illustration in the text of a donkey. Can you go to the next one? So he uses the donkey as an illustration here of an unclean animal. So he says, if you have an unclean animal and that donkey has his first little baby donkey, I don't know what they call, I mean, let's call it a baby donkey, amen? Can we just call it whatever a baby donkey is? And it has its first little baby donkey, all right? Say amen, somebody. And it has its first little baby donkey. He says, that's an unclean animal. Now listen, that's an unclean animal. The donkey is an unclean animal, so here's what you gotta do. You either have to break its neck or you have to bring a clean animal. You see this? It says you have to bring, you shall redeem it with a lamb, with a clean animal. So if you have an unclean animal, you either have to break its neck or you bring a clean animal, a lamb, and because the clean animal dies, then the unclean animal gets to live. Amen. Now, why is that important? Because you and I were born unclean. You missed it. Why is that important? I want to tell you because you and I were born unclean. Nobody had to teach your little baby to be selfish. Nobody had to teach your little angel. The first word they say is mine, mine, mine. Didn't nobody teach your little baby how to lie? Come on, you're little liars. I got seven of them. I didn't have to teach my kids how to be selfish or how to lie. Nobody does that. We are born unclean. We are born unclean. But Jesus was identified by John the Baptist as the Lamb of the... 
Jesus was identified by John the Baptist, the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. He was an unclean animal. You got to catch this and you got to understand what I'm trying to tell you. He was a clean animal. He was born perfect. He was born spotless without sin. So I want you to get it now. You got to understand this. The unclean animal either has to have its neck broke or it has to be redeemed by a clean animal that has to be sacrificed. And that's exactly what Jesus Christ did for us. Amen. That's exactly. And when you understand the clean, when you understand the clean guys, which was Jesus, had to be sacrificed so the unclean could be redeemed. You and I, you and I. And then you understand that Jesus was God's first fruit offering. Jesus was God's tithe. You got to get this. When you understand that the clean had to be sacrificed for the unclean. Jesus was God's first fruit offering. Jesus was God's tithe. Was his first fruit offering. His firstborn. You understand that? And he did it for unclean people like you and I. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You give the tithe as the first one. He didn't say, wait until you have 10 lambs and then pick one of them out. He didn't say, wait till you got 10 lambs running around and then pick, oh, yeah, I think God will like this one. No, he said, the first one is mine. That's what he said. The first one is mine. That's not what he, the first one. The firstborn is mine. He said, put me first. I want the first one. Make me first. Give to me first. He said, then I'll give you others. He says, you're going to have a whole bunch of other... That lamb right there is going to have a whole bunch of other lambs, but the first one's mine. That's what he said. That lamb's going to have a whole bunch of other lambs, but the first one is mine. You can keep all the rest. You can keep all the rest, but the first one is mine. Don't you keep that one. He said, don't you keep that one. I want the first one. He said, don't give me the defective. Don't give me the lame. Don't give me the blind. Don't give me the leftovers. Don't you do that. He said, bring the first one to God. The firstborn must be sacrificed or it must be redeemed. Secondly, the firstborn must be offered. This is interesting, right? It says the firstborn must be offered. Look at Exodus 23, 19. He said the first. Everybody say the first. The first of the first fruits of your land you shall bring. Everybody say bring. You shall bring into the house of the Lord your God. Notice the word bring. Can I tell you this? Notice the word bring because the first fruits, God sees it as his. Never ever anywhere in the entire Bible does God say to give the tithe. Thank you. I'm going to explain that to you. You got it. I'm going to explain it to the rest of them. God never says to give the tithe. Ever. Ever. He says to bring the tithe. Look here. Look at Malachi 3.10. I want you to see this right here. Look at Malachi 3.10. It says bring. You see that? Bring all the tithes into the storehouse. Why? Because there's a difference between giving and bringing. 
there's a big difference. You see, if you're giving, that means this is already yours. And I'm giving it to you. But if I'm bringing it, it's God's. He owns it. He says, he says, he says, you don't give me nothing. He says, you have the tithe. God don't see it as yours. You're not giving the tithe. He says, you are bringing me what's already mine. You're bringing me what's already mine. You're not giving me anything. You're bringing me what's already mine. Let me say it like this. If I borrow your car and I drive your car around and you show up three or four days later and I walk up to you and I've got tears in my eyes and I'm all spiritual, my lips quivering. And I said, you know, I've been praying and fasting and the Lord wants me to give you the keys to this car. You wouldn't be moved by that. It's my car. Why are you acting all spiritual about it? He said, it's my car. You ain't giving me the car. You're bringing me what's already mine. Come on, somebody. And I say, you wouldn't be moved by that. You're bringing me what's mine already. And that's how God sees the tithe. This feel led. It's mine. Amen. This is so clear in the scriptures, guys. You've got to understand this. I am talking to you about being in alignment with the Lord. How many of you want you and your family blessed in 2024? I am telling you right now. The Bible is so clear about this. Look at Proverbs 3, 9 and 10. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with what? And with what? Your first fruits of all your increase. Why? So your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. The firstborn and the firstfruits belong to God because you bring them to the house of God. Amen. He said, bring them to the house of God. Your tithe does not belong paying your Christian tuition to Bible college. It doesn't. The tithe belongs in the storehouse. It don't go to these needy situations here and here and here. You can give offerings wherever you want to, but the tithe, the first fruits, belongs in the storehouse. The Bible is very clear. Amen. Throughout the Bible, and I'm going to show you this. Throughout the whole Bible, this principle of putting God first is found. We talked about seven ways when God... He's telling you, do this first. But I want to show you this principle of putting God first throughout the entire Bible. For example, when the children of Israel took the city of Jericho, God had gave them 10 cities in the promised land to conquer. Amen. He had gave them 10 cities in the promised land to conquer, and then the first one was Jericho. And God gave very specific clear instructions. He said, when you take this city, he said, it's going to be filled with silver and gold. It's going to have cattle. It's going to have sheep, new clothes, new shoes. He said, raiment, jewelry, everything that you ever want. He said, it's going to be unbelievable. Don't touch any of it. It's going to be unbelievable. Don't touch it. He said, you can have the next nine cities. It's all on me. Amen. He said, you can have the next nine cities. You go get them. They're going to be jam-packed full of stuff. You get everything you want. The next nine cities, it's all on me. He said, but don't you touch the first one. 
That's what he said. I want you to think about this. They had been wearing the same clothes for 40 years, y'all. The Bible said it. God renewed their clothes. That's what the Bible said. They'd been wearing the same clothes for 40 years. They had been wearing the same shoes for 40 years. Listen, they had been eating the same food for 40 years. They had been eating manna. And I'm sure after this three-week fast, some of y'all are going to be able to relate with that part of it. <laughs> Come on. Amen. But listen what I'm telling you. I want you to imagine 40 years. 40 years and now we're coming into a land flowing with milk and honey, baby. And he said, don't touch none of it. What? I've been wearing this nasty old Michigan sackcloth for 40 years. I had to. He said, they're coming into a land flowing with milk and honey and they've been wearing the same clothes, the same shoes and everything for 40 years. But God says, don't you touch it. He said, that one's mine. Put me first. Put God first. I'll give you nine more cities afterwards. He said, but put me first. The first is mine. And everybody believed him and took God serious except one man and his name was Achan. Read it, Joshua chapter 7. Read it. Everybody took him serious except one man named Achan. He said, well, God understands. You know, it's my anniversary and I mean, God won't care. I'll take a little bit of this jewelry and I just feel led to, you know, do this. And the Lord would, the Lord would want me to use my tithe for this. And so he took it. Listen, and before you know it, the Bible says he was under a curse and him and his family were both stoned. They were both stoned. The children of Israel suffered a humiliating loss because he touched the first. Man, if you could ever just get this revelation, guys. I am here to tell you if you could ever just get this revelation of what this is right here. Amen. That God wants to be first. Think about Abraham and Isaac. God challenged Abraham. It's a challenge. It's a challenge. God said, Abraham, bring me your firstborn, Isaac. Bring me your firstborn. Listen, he says, lay him on the altar. Read it, Genesis chapter 22. You got to read it. He says, bring him, lay him on the altar. He says, listen, I want to know if what you have believed in for 25 years. They had been dreaming and praying for a baby for 25 five years Abraham and Sarah he and God says this he says I want to know that what you have been dreaming of for 25 years he says now that you've got it now that the dream has come true he says I don't want that dream to be first I want to be first now that you've got your dream now that you've gotten everything that God promised you he says I don't want your dream to be first he said I want to be first put him on the altar he says, bring me your firstborn. It's a first fruit offering. It's a first fruit offering, guy. Laid him on the altar. Abraham picks the knife up. He gets right here, and he was about to sacrifice him to God. And then he comes down like this, and, and, then, and then here comes these unbelievably powerful words. Genesis chapter 22. Abraham is right here. Right here. And God says, stop! Don't do it! 
For now, I know. Stop! Don't do it! I just wanted to know if you was going to put me first. I just wanted to know, don't do it! I, for now, I know that you're going to put me first, and if I can trust you with the first fruits, I can trust you with everything that comes afterwards. That's what he said. If I can trust you with the first fruits, he said, I can trust you with everything else that comes after it. Amen. He said, and you waiting on me and my heart, God says, says, Abraham, he says, I'm going to give you a harvest that is greater than the sands on the seashores. Hallelujah. The stars of heaven. He says, I have a nation. I have a people. God says, I have a redeemer that is going to come through you. He says, but I couldn't trust you. He says, but now I know I can trust you with the first fruits. What if Abraham... Wouldn't have been obedient. Everything came through him. God said, for now, I know. But it all depends on what you're going to do with the first fruits. And God says, now that I know, I can trust you with the first fruits. I can trust you with everything that comes after it. Now I know you'll put me first. Amen. Why didn't God, why did God accept Abel's offering, but he didn't accept Cain's? The Bible tells us very clearly. Look at this, Genesis chapter 4. He says this, in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering. But notice that it goes on to say in verse 4, check this out. But Abel brought of the what? The first fruit of his flock. Notice that. He brought the firstborn of his flock, but Cain just brought an offering. He just gave what he thought was acceptable. And the Bible says this in verse 4. Look at this. said that the Lord respected Abel and his offering. Verse 5, he says, but, and I'll have that, but verse 5, he says he did not accept Cain's. And the only reason was, listen to this. Cain was a farmer. Cain worked the ground. Amen. Cain worked the ground. Abel was a rancher. And here's what happened. They come up, Abel brought his firstborn, but Cain did not bring his first fruit. That's what happened. Had he brought his first fruit, God would have treated him just like he did his brother, and we wouldn't have had the first murder in the Bible. Amen. Because he wouldn't have been jealous because God was blessing him, and he won't do it for you. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. If you do what the Bible says... If you do what the Bible says, he will bless you. If you put God first, if you honor God, if you give him your first fruits, I promise you if you honor him with your resources, God is no respecter of persons. Amen. He says, don't be telling me that you feel led to do something that goes against anything that the Bible says. You cannot be feel led to keep the tithe and say you're led by the Holy Spirit to do it. You can't. It goes against his word. Amen. And I want to tell you this. When you get the understanding that God can never be second. Amen. Put him first. And watch what he does. You get the understanding that God can never be second. I hear people say it all the time. God can do anything. He's God. No, he cannot. 
One thing he can never do is be second. Amen. God will never be second to Buddha. God will never be equal to Muhammad. And that's what all the politically correct people want to say. And like, oh, can't we all just be one religion? Can't we all just get along? No, we can't. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father. He said, I will never be second. I will never be equal, ever. He is above all. He is higher than all. And can I tell you, if God runs a race, he's going to come in first place every time. He'll never get the second medal. He'll never get the silver medal, y'all. If God plays and does anything, he will come in first. If he plays golf, his score is going to be 18 because he ain't never going to miss a shot. Maybe. I don't even know how you score golf. He'll never miss a shot. God will never be second. He is first in any and everything that he does. And he says to you, put me first. Put me first. Amen. You know, God... Couldn't you just have taken Cain's offering? No! Because he didn't put me first. No! I will not do that. That goes against what I said. He would not take Cain's offering. I will never do that. I will only be first. Well, I give when I feel led. Well, I hope you don't love your wife only when you feel led. Amen. Amen, y'all. Listen. It's amazing to me that people argue about this. Why would you argue about being blessed? Why would you argue about being blessed? God said in Malachi 3.10, look at this. If you bring the tithes, I'll open the windows of heaven. I'll pour you out such a blessing you won't even have room enough to receive it. I'll rebuke the devourer for your sakes. It's almost like God is saying, if you call right now, what? It's like one of those infomercials. Right? Would you argue with being blessed? He's like, listen, if you call right now, he said, I'm going to give you the knives. I'm going to give you the new invention that helps you sharpen the knives. And then I'm going to throw in a free shipping. And then for a matter of fact, I'll throw in another set of knives just for if you call right now. Why would you argue with being blessed? He says, if you bring the ties, I'm going to, I'm going to throw in the knives, the kitchen sink and everything. That's what it says. I will, pour, uh, I will pour out more blessing. You can't even hold it. You see that? It's like if you call right now, I'll give you the knives. I'll give you everything. I'll throw it all in. Amen. Amen. Why would you argue with that? And I want you to lean in. And I want you to listen to me very, very carefully today. Because I love you. I am not preaching this message to manipulate you. I am not preaching this message for any other reason. I have one motive and I have one purpose. I will stand in front of the throne room of God one day. You hear me? I have one motive and I have, and I believe with all my heart that this is God's word and I believe with all my heart what this says and I believe with all my heart that it is my job to tell you what this thing says. Amen. I am not here and I wish, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in good health even as your soul is prospering. Amen. Even as your soul is prospering. But I want to see you healthy. I want to see you financially prosperous and blessed. And I know that this is God's way of doing it. This 
is God's means of doing it. It's how he blesses you. Amen. It's what Achan said. It's what Achan said. You have to make the same choice that Achan had to make when in the very first city, well, I can't trust God that much. Really? You're trusting him with your soul, but you can't trust him with your temporal? I don't trust God that much. You trust him with your soul, but you don't trust him with your temporal? I know, I know all the church wants is my money. I'm not preaching this message about your money. I'm not preaching this message because I want your money. Amen? I'm preaching this message because I want you in alignment for the Lord to bless you and your family in 2024. Say amen, somebody. Put him first. This ain't about your money. I want to tell you this. You think the church is all about your money. Why don't you go to Meyer or go to Walmart and fill your cart up Put as much stuff as you want to in your cart and try to walk out the door. They're all about your money. Do you understand what I'm telling you? This has nothing to do with your money. This has to do with you being blessed and being financially prosperous and having the Lord put his hand on you and be in alignment with what this book says in 2024. Come on, somebody. I am here to tell you that this is how God does it. Amen. It's not about your money. The tithe must be first. Look at Leviticus 27.30. It says, all the tithe of the land, whether seed of the land or fruit of the tree. Let me tell you this. It says it's the Lord's. It's holy to the Lord because that was currency back then. It was either fruit of the trees or seed of the ground. That was what it was. That's why it's first fruits. Amen? But he says the first is holy. It's the Lord's. It belongs to God. The tithe belongs to the Lord's. It's His. You're not giving it. You're just returning it. Amen. It's His. It's the first that you have in your hand. Listen, I got ten one dollars right here, right here. And this not after you. You know, here's the car. Here's the house. See, here's my going out money. Here's my stay home money. Here's my. Oh, here, here you go, God. No! It's not how it goes. It's I got this, and it's God. And then he takes and he adjusts this, and he multiplies it, and he blesses it. But it takes an act of faith on your part to say, God. It takes an act of faith on your part before he releases his resources on this part. Amen. But when you're over here, you're doing all this, God says, I'm not last. Amen. That's what he's telling you. Put me first in everything. Does it matter? Are y'all following me? Just making sense to you. He's no respecter of persons. If you'll do that, if you'll put God first, the rest of them over here, he's no respecter of persons. If he'll bless anyone, he'll bless you. If he'll bless anyone, he'll bless them all. Amen. If he will bless you, he will bless you. But you got to do this part. He is no respecter of persons. He might not bless you equally, but I promise you all your needs will be met. I promise you all of your needs will be met. Every one of them. Boy, I'm running out of time. Y'all got to get a hold of this. Y'all got to get a hold of this, guys. I've heard people and I've even said it myself. Malachi 3, 8 and 9, look at this. Will a man rob God? How? How do we rob God? Tithes and offerings. You see that? 
But I want to show you this. Because I always thought this was wrong. He says this. He goes on to say, but if you don't do it, look at verse 9. If you don't tithe, you are cursed with a curse for you have robbed me. And I thought that meant that God put a curse on you if you don't tithe. That's not what that scripture means, y'all. You hear me? That's not what that means. I got a newsflash for you. Hey, guess what? You're already under a curse. The world is under a curse. When Adam and Eve touched a tree that they weren't supposed to touch, <laughs> we all became under a curse. And the curse was, from now on, instead of the ground supplying all of your needs, you're going to work by the sweat of your brow to have your needs met. Amen. That's what that means. But God said, what I want you to do is bring me the tithe, is then I take you out from under the curse of the world. Woo! He says, I take you out from under the curse of the world. If you bring me the tithe, I will take you out from under the curse of the world, and then I will have Jehovah Jireh meet all your needs. You've got to get a hold of this, y'all. He says, I will take you out from under the curse of the world. It doesn't mean that God's going to put a curse on you. When you do it, God takes you out from under the curse of the world and its system, and then he puts you under heaven's resources. That's what that means. Amen. I love what it says. I'm almost done. It's not about legalism. Okay? I want to tell you this. God wants to be first in your life. There's no other place for him. Amen? Look at Exodus 13, 14. And this is what I love. So it shall be when your son asks you in time to come. He's going to say, what is this? What's this all about, pops? What's he talking about? What's he talking about right here? He said there's going to come a time when that little boy is going to grow up. And he's going to see... And he's going to take over the ranching business. And he's going to be looking at the ledger. And he's going to be looking at the books one day. And he's going to see how many lambs you've given away, Pops. And how many lambs you've sacrificed. And then every time a donkey or an unclean animal was born unclean and, and then you had to redeem it with another clean animal, he's going to scratch his head and, and then he's going to stand there and he's going to call this business meeting together and he's going to say, Dad! You're hurting our bottom line here. You're giving too much away. This is crazy, Dad. Do you realize how many lambs you've gave to the Lord? You're really starting to act like one of these God fanatics. Huh? What are you doing? God, do you, do you, Dad, do you, have you lost your mind? You're getting a little crazy. Every time a lamb is this, and, and he says, you know what? That's when you're going to stand up and you're going to say, listen here, boy. Let me tell you something. We ain't always had flocks. And we ain't always been ranchers. As a matter of fact, we were slaves before this ever happened. And I'm going to tell you something. I gave the Lord the first one and He blessed me. And then I gave the Lord the first one and He blessed me more. And I gave the Lord the first one and He blessed me more. And as a matter of fact, that house you live in, boy, He said that bed you sleep in, them fancy clothes you like to wear, that car you drive, He said it's all because I put God first. And guess what? We're going to keep putting God first. 
And when he asks you, what's this about? That's what you're going to tell him. Because we put God first. And we're going to keep putting God first. Amen? Everybody say amen. amen. Come on, stand to your feet for me this morning. Now I want to say this. Because this is what we're doing. And this is why what we're doing is so powerful, y'all. This is why what we're doing is so powerful. Nobody moving around. Give me, give me, give me two minutes. Restoration Church on a 21-day fast in the first days of a new year. We're saying, God, we're putting you first. Amen. God, we are putting you first. We're presenting our families. We're presenting our lives. We're presenting our bodies, our everything. We want you first, God. We're putting God first. And how powerful is it that every single day you're given 24 hours? Every day. And you can tie the first moments that you wake up to the Lord. On your knees, in your word, you can tie the first moments of your day. Tie what we're doing right now. The first day of your week. I know there are people sick in there, but obviously it's not that important to some people. But let me tell you how important it is to God. It made his top 10. Remember the Sabbath. Give the Lord the first day of your week and the rest of it will be blessed. That's what we're doing. We're honoring God. The first dollar of 10 belongs to God. Put him first. And he said this in Matthew 6.33. Seek first the kingdom of God and all these things. Everybody say all these things. All these things. Put me first. And that's what's so great about this fast. We're putting God first. And he says all of these things are going to follow.